0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey guys, Kill Stokes here. Welcome back to the Trading Coach Podcast. I've got a very exciting topic for you today. It's going to be about weekend trading. I'm sitting here on a Friday, um, admittedly watching a uh, dollar Canada position as it kind of hovers right below targets. It's about midday, so hoping this can hit before the weekend. and I'm catching up on some of the conversations that I've been having on social media with uh, some of you guys, some of you traders. And by the way, if you don't follow me on social media already, make sure you do so at Akil Stokes, RTM. Feel free if you have questions to reach out and ask. I love talking trading if you can't tell, love helping uh, younger and aspiring traders out. And many of these conversations will create awesome episodes for the Trading Coach podcast like today, where we're going to talk about what to do over the weekend. And this is a subject that I've uh, spoken about many times in the past, but haven't done so in a while. So I'm excited to revisit it. And I'll start off with the question from the traders that, hey, Akil, It's Friday, Um, question for you. Do swing traders hold over the weekend or take profits tonight? A lot can happen over the weekend, right? And right away when you hear that type of sentence or read that type of sentence, you already know what emotion is going through the trader, right? I've been doing this uh, long enough that I feel like I've become a master in uh, analyzing psychology and human behavior. So when you see stuff like, a lot can happen over the weekend, right? It's really a question that says, please tell me that uh, I'm probably in a position, please tell me that I can exit my position right now instead of holding it over the weekend because I wanna take my money. And that's the biggest fear about the weekend. And I guess before we get into that, let's kinda go back and and explain what swing trading is. Um, Swing trading has kinda got, the term has kinda got morphed over time, but what it's commonly known as now, as I record this in the year 2023, is a style of trading um, that is, um, you know, really less. the The time duration is less than like an investor. So let's say an investor is is buying and holding something for months and quarters and years and whatnot like that. Um, a swing trader is typically someone that is involved in a trade for maybe days and weeks. Uh, you know, below that you have like an intraday trader, so maybe it's hours to days for the intraday trader, and then there's like the day trader who you're in and out during the day. So, from a day trader, right? Uh, commonly, day traders don't hold positions overnight. All so you're typically in and out of position positions during the day. Once your trading time ends, or once the actual trading day ends at rollover time, you exit everything, go flat, and kind of re uh, you know rejoin the next day, I guess, for a, a brand new battle. Always brings me back to that uh, trading video that I shot back in the day. Uh, if you guys get a chance to see it, go to my YouTube channel. Just uh, YouTube search Kill Stokes. Search the the video. I think it's called 2618 and uh, Kiss of Death Trading. And me and my good friend Jason Stapleton, we, we did a good kind of visual of what day trading looks like. And we kind of took you the whole thing of you know tr- tr- uh, you know light trader, dark trader at our trading desk, going into the computers, literally fighting. It's a, a cool little kung fu scene. Um, and then the bell rings, and us kind of being like. Ah, see you tomorrow. Let's do it again. It's a good little visual, nice and funny back when we used to have fun with this trading thing. Um, But for swing trading, for someone that's going to be holding positions going, you know, days into weeks, there is the likelihood and, and I can almost guarantee that you're going to at some point be faced with a trade that you are currently in. You are heading towards the weekend and you've got to make a decision. Do you hold it over the weekend or do you exit and and, and get out of the trade? And typically what most traders do is they make the emotional decision, right? If they are down in the position, they hold, right? Because the the hopium is strong and they they hope that kind of things will resume their or things, I guess, will uh, switch and change in their direction. Sorry, I haven't had the the afternoon coffee yet Um, after the weekend. If a trader is up in a position, they typically get out because of the fear that, hey, I have money right now. I do not want to lose it, and that is not the decision that we can make. So, my answer to this uh, trader's question was, hey, it depends on the trader. But in most cases, if you're in a long-term position, you're going to have to hold it over the weekend. Uh, The other option would be to exit at the end of your of of your trading day and then re-enter on the open. You know that will. You know, there's pros and cons to that, but at least that will kind of get rid of the the fear of like being up Saturday and Sunday, not knowing what's going to happen in the market on the open. Um, But my question to you is, why? Why are you fearful? gaps can hurt us just as much as they can help us. If you want to hear more of it, check out the Trading Coach Podcast. Nice little plug there before I decided to to, uh, record this podcast. But the truth is many of us fear gaps and that's the biggest reason that people don't want to hold over the weekend because the weekend sometimes have gaps, right? Um, you may not notice, but the markets are actually open during the weekend. The markets are always open; they're free-flowing, twenty-four-seven. What's closed are uh, the brokers, at least the retail brokers. So when we see gaps over the weekend, it's just a a change in price, right? That happened over the weekend while we weren't there. Imagine like an invisible candle that isn't printed. Now. Nine times out of 10, there will be no gaps in the market or the gaps will be very insignificant. And speaking of gaps, you see it every day in the stock market, it's kind of the same thing, but in in Forex, we're not as used to it because it's a 24 hour market. So we're just used to always having candles. But if you're someone that's been in the stock market, this is second nature to you. But nine times out of 10, the gaps aren't gonna be significant at all. It could be a one pip gap, a two pip gap, um, something very, very small. Every once in a while you will see a big gap in the market and and that's typically caused by some type of um, event. So it could be a a fundamental event like um, an election, maybe the election results came back over the weekend or something like that. Or maybe it's a natural disaster where uh, an earthquake happened or a volcano or a tsunami, something happened over the weekend and the reaction that we would normally see in the market, we didn't get a chance to see it as retail traders in the market because the market was closed. Those are the times where you typically see the biggest gaps like you know, Brexit was another one for example, but most times nothing is going to happen. So we want to get rid of that fear right there that the market will always gap. Another thing is that the the market will always gap against us, right? We always seem to pick the negative thing and that's in human nature where, you know, pain is a a much greater uh, influence than pleasure. You know, for example, whenever I talk to you guys about my motivation and how after all these years, why I spend so much time in the charts and why I'm always learning and working so hard is because I am afraid to death, to fail, right? Now, one may say, well, Keel, like, shouldn't you be working so hard because you want to become the best trader ever and super trader and master this thing? Yes, I do. That is that is that is true. But my bigger fear and my, my greatest motivation is failing and, and not being good anymore and, and not knowing what to do with my life and how, how I'm gonna you know kind of provide for my family. So we I understand that we always put fear first, but let's let's be logical and, and realistic for a little bit. Based on our position, if we were to have a big gap, right, and again, a gap is big gap is rare. Yes, it could go against us, and I've had trades where I've, you know, it's gap down and it's gone against me. What happens is you just get stopped out at market, wherever that opening price is. But I've also had gaps that have gone in my favor. So I have gaps. I've had gaps where I've gotten into the market and it's opened up and it's gapped past my uh, past my target profit. And boom, I made more money off the trade than I I, I would have. So it could go both ways. And that's something that we need to keep in the back of our mind. And the response from our trader was, hey, Akil, if that was real money, so he sent me a screenshot of an account, whatever like that. And I'll kind of skip past this. But basically is... Um, well, he goes into if, if this was if this was real money, I would probably take it out tonight um, because I want to make blah, 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 blah. We'll leave that personal. Um, I don't want to wait till Monday morning because of fear of changing direction and news and, and, and weekend um, uh, are mainly my reasons. So, again, we're, we're trying to find the, the, the stem of the problem, which we're hearing over and over again. Fear, 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 fear. And. I said, hey, we can't trade based off fear. We should only trade based off of our rules. And I put something out on Twitter too, which made me sound even smarter. I said, we shouldn't trade off fear. The only fear we should trade off of is the fear of breaking our rules, right? <laughs> I tried to sound smart and whatnot, but it, it, it's true. That should only be the fear. And that's the whole process over outcome thing where you know we need to value a, a good trade as one where we do everything correctly, a bad trade a, a, as one where we break our rules. And the biggest motivator, if we're gonna take fear into the equation, shouldn't be fear of losing a trade, it shouldn't be fear of um, losing money. It should be fear of breaking our rules because ultimately we know this, if we've done everything correctly, If we follow our rules correctly, right, this is from the the voting versus weighing long term podcast that I did. Right. If we followed our rules correctly, we will make money. If we consistently break our rules, we will lose money. So the act of breaking our rules and and fear causing us to break our rules should be the biggest fear, because we know that's what's going to make us lose money in the long term. And uh, the trader responded once again, it says, surely ignoring fear entirely may lead to a lack of risk management. I said, no, 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 no. In fact, it's the exact opposite. Risk management is something that is built into our plan, right? You hear us talk about rules-based trading and trading plan. I think a lot of people just think, hey, Trading plan is like rules for entries and exits and stops and all that fun stuff. Your trading plan right, is your business plan. In a way, it is your Bible as a trader. I I won't get into the full details of everything that encompasses it, but it's everything from your trading philosophy, trading psychology, to your actual trading strategy, to your risk management strategy, to your money management strategy, to how much you deposit, how much you withdraw, to you know how you uh, develop and grow your business. Everything is involved in that, including risk management. So when we talk about rules based trading, we're talking about risk management as being part of those rules, right? And part of a complete good trade is taking proper risk management, right? If you analyze the chart correctly, if you enter the trade correctly, if you put your stops where they're supposed to be at, if you put your targets where they're supposed to be at, but if you manage your risk wrong by pulling out of a trade early, guess what? Bad trade. We can't mark it down as a good trade because although you did what? Four out of the five things correct, you didn't do that fifth thing, so You didn't have a 100% good trade. and. The next one will say, um, and, and he's still trying to make his case, which I'm not going to budge on because I've, I've done this before. But this is an interesting one, right? He says, "When you started, when you when you first got started, and you had a little money, um, certainly that has to be a factor." Um, and basically, to kind of sum it up. He said, "Well, here's the thing. Right now, I'm, I'm planning on starting with a small account size. Shouldn't I take different?" approaches different rules different tactics because i'm starting with a small account size versus if i had a big account size and, and the idea is this like if i had a big account size then yeah sure i can afford to leave money in there over the weekend because if i lose it ah, eh, not a big deal right but when i'm a newer trader with a smaller account size because this account this this, this money is so precious and i guess it's so limited shouldn't I be willing to take it out and kind of just take what I can get because I'm in that process of kind of building it? And once again, the answer is no, 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 no. And this is another big problem that we see of traders is we think about or, or, or traders tend to think about money differently when they have less. It, it's Here's the interesting thing, right? We you would think that when we have more money, we would value it less. And when we have less money, we would value it more. But it tends to be the opposite. And and it, it's the opposite with thinking the wrong amount away, the, the, the wrong way, right? So with the trader saying, hey, I should take my money out before the weekend because I made some money in this trade and I don't want to lose it. In their mind, they think they are valuing their, their money more because they're, they're conserving it by taking it out of risk hands. Yet when I have a lot of money, I should leave it open over the weekend. In in their mind, they're thinking, hey, I'm taking on more risk by doing this. But it's actually the opposite, right? by doing these acts where I'm um, you know taking profits early or maybe I'm moving stops back or something like that or even stopping myself out early we think we're protecting our capital capital but we actually aren't we're, we're hurting our opportunity to allow our money to work for us and the truth is right we need to think less about the money and more about the percentages right so the same actions that you take with a hundred dollar account you should take those exact same actions with a 100 dollar that uh, $100,000 account. And truth be told, it's the actions that you take with a $100 account that will allow you to grow that into a $100,000 account, right? So I told him this the way that you're thinking and the actions that you're thinking about taking, it's not easy. Uh, Because he was saying, isn't it hard? Can you go back to when you had? Yeah, yeah, I've been there. (laughs) I've been that trader with the small account. I've been that trader that made so many psychological mistakes and and all types of mistakes. and, And that's why I'm here to tell you today that you can't do it. It feels good at the time, but trust me, it's the wrong decision. And it is the number one reason that traders fail because they make these mistakes. They give in to these emotions. They convince themselves that what they're doing is helpful where when it's really hurtful. And it's only the small percentage of traders that can kind of overcome that, that mental and psychological hurdle. It's only that small amount that go on to be consistently profitable traders. So the question you have to ask yourself is this, you know, what side of the coin do you want to be on? Do you want to be that trader that feels like they're doing the right thing, but you're really just catering towards what you want to do, which is the wrong action? Or are you going to be the type of trader that trusts the process, follows the process, lives the process, embraces the process, and allows that process to take them from that $100 account to that 100 k account? It's up to you. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. I would love your thoughts. If you're listening on Spotify, there's a little Q&A section below where you can uh, write in your comments. And I I love sharing it because people get to read that on Spotify. If you're watching on YouTube, you can do the same in the comment section below great conversation. Uh, Probably could have took it a million other ways, but I want to keep this podcast short and sweet. Before I go, just thank you as always for joining me. Thank you for all of you guys that had me in the top of their Spotify wrap. That's amazing as it showed me how many people had me as the number one podcast that they listened to. A little weird you're spending that many hours with me, but I'm not complaining. I appreciate it and let's do it again and let's do it bigger and let's do it better in 2024.